creating and rekindling memories. NHR. Oh, there you go. <laughs> They've disappeared. Uh, the the uh, the wonderful Wizard of Oz. Uh, but they haven't really because they're on the other end of this uh, this telephone line. Uh, so it's a very good morning to uh, Amy Parker, who plays Dorothy, Harvey Latter, who plays Scarecrow, and. Not only that, but I didn't even know that Matt McCauley was going to be joining us on the line. He plays the Cowardly Lion. Good morning, folks. How are you? Morning. We're all right. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. It's all very crackly, but uh, never mind. We, we'll we'll soldier on. We'll soldier on down the Yellow Brick Road. And someone's just said, if it's in Long Eaton, the Yellow Brick Road will have been nicked. How rude! <laughs> I don't know. So, right, let, let's. Uh, look, well, first of all, welcome. Um, and uh, first of all, let, let's just find out how did you all get into amateur dramatics? Uh, let's take ladies first. Amy, how did you get into uh, Amdram first? Um, so, I was about the age of nine, and um, I just I needed a hobby. And I'd heard that there were drama groups around, lots of youth groups. So, I joined the Young Performers when I was nine, um, and I just had the best time doing it, made such amazing. And then I've just been doing it ever since. Marvellous. Harvey, tell us about your experience of how you started. Remarkably similar, to be honest. I, I was 10 or 11, and I think uh, Amy joined the young performers as well. Um, and since then, yeah, I've been involved in theatre and, and love every minute of it. This is fantastic. Brilliant stuff. Matt, how did you start? Um, well, for me, it was a family thing. Uh, my mum and sister had already joined uh, Leo's operatic, as it was back in the day. And... Uh, yeah, I just joined the youth group and I have been in shows since. It's just, yeah, I love it. You have been in loads of shows. And first of all, congratulations on Parade last week. I love Parade. <laughs> Thank uh, so, you. And I was talking to, uh, I was talking to Jake, actually, Jake Gallanter, uh, after the show. Um, and uh, I said, the only thing that I was disappointed with, and it's not really disappointment, um, it's at the end of the show, everybody went off stage, curtain shut, lights up. I was so halfway there to, you know, sort of standing up for that standing ovation. Didn't get the chance, but there you go. It made an impact. That's all that matters. So, yeah, brilliant show. Loved it. Let's talk Thank about Wiz- let's talk about Wizard of Oz. Um, do you three prefer musicals to to doing plays? Um, what, what, what do you think? Is it sort of a mix, or which which do you prefer? Um, me personally, I, I much prefer the singing and dancing element to it, and I love being in a group of people and singing and dancing together. So I'm always going to go to the musicals. Mm. Harvey, yeah. what about you? Um, similar. I, I do like to play as well, um, but it's a very different kind of, you know, it's a different form of media. I, I, there's something about singing and dancing and being in a big group of you, and there's something about the spirit of a musical that you just can't quite match. Definitely. And Matt, I've seen you, I think I've seen you in, in, in both musicals and uh, sort of, you know, straight plays as well. Uh, so, what, you know, what's your option? Um, I've not actually been in a play before, I don't believe. I've I'm probably not, not seen you. <laughs> no. Yeah, I've just seen you in so many. Yeah, the chance just hasn't come up yet, really. I'm looking for it, but... I'm sure it'll yeah. arrive, um, especially with you know with it being in the family and and, and your mum oh, yeah, uh, and your sister. So which I, you know I've seen them in uh, in other plays as well. Now then, Wizard of Oz. Uh, it's at Long Eaton Opera. Uh, it's Long Eaton Operatic Society. It's at May Hall in Long Eaton. Um, I believe that your director Emma Collins has given the show a, a fresh and unique reworking. How different is it, and what should we expect from Leo's version of Wizard of Oz? Um, it's 
it's not different in the sense that you're losing the tradition of the show that everybody knows and loves. Um, there's, there's just an element of comedy to it that you might not have seen in a few characters before. Um, there's a lot more energy than I think is normally given in Wizard of Oz. Um, yeah, it's, it's more with the comedy and the energy side, um, and it's not necessarily set in... When, when was the original one set? Oh, it must be the 20s, 30s, 40s, something like that. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah. So um, there's not really a time scale set to it, so we didn't stick necessarily to the the, the costume side of things without losing the tradition. I don't want to give too much away. But. Yeah. Well, talking about costume, um, I mean, Harvey, you play the scarecrow, and, and you know, we, we see um, sort of the, the archetypal scarecrow uh, with sort of, you know, the, the raggy stuff and the straw sticking out of the um, cuffs and the bottom of the trousers. Um, what, what is your costume like? Is it like that? Is it a more updated version? Uh, what, what's it like? It, it is like that. It, it's a little different to maybe a scarecrow costume you might have seen before, and I think that's a good thing. Um, they, they've done some interesting work with sort of um, the jacket and, and sort of packing things and stuff, and it, it looks really, really good and really effective. Um, but, yes, there is still lots of, of straw everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, now then, Cowardly Lion, th- this has got to be... Uh, it's one of my favourite costumes in um, The Wizard of Oz um, because it, it looks so padded. Um, what's your costume like? Is it the sort of thing that we used to see in, in The Wizard of Oz? Well, I have not tried it on yet as we are hiring it, I do believe. But of what I've seen, it is it is a very lion-esque as what you'd usually see, big fluffy hair. And I imagine it will be fairly padded. So I'm I'm preparing for a very heated show. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you don't need to go to the gym and go on a diet when when you're sort of inside that costume, do you? Indeed. Um, Indeed. So, and Amy, um, with, with, with yours, uh, I imagine there's not a lot really that you can sort of change with Dorothy's costume. Um, it, it, is it, you know, just the, the straight di- uh, gingham and you know the the rest um, of it? Without giving much away, there is there is definitely gingham, um, but there are a couple of costume changes in the show for me. Um, and it's not necessarily it. It's not what you'd expect, no. Oh, oh, right. Okay, <laughs> looking forward to this. Um, so now then, they say never work with animals, um, but in this show, of course, you, you've um, you, you've got Peggy, uh, the dog. Um, so whose dog is she, and how are you finding working with Peggy? Um, so it's it's Millie Bold and Andrew Bold's dog. So Millie is playing the Wicked Witch of the West. Um, which is kind of funny because obviously Peggy and Millie are supposed to, well, Toto and the Wicked Witch of the West are supposed to not get along <laughs> at all. Um, so there has been a few occasions where we've been with Toto and she's, well, Peggy, and she's been wanting to run to the Wicked Witch. <laughs> um, but that's getting better. Um, Peggy's really amazing to work with. Um, she's such a such a lovely dog. Um, and if you've got a little bit of cheese in your pocket that you can give to her, then she'll do anything you want. So... <laughs> You know, that's one thing, because we, we've got a dog as well, and that, that's yeah. one thing that surprised me, how much dogs love cheese. Cats, yeah, cats and it. dogs, they love cheese. Yeah. Who'd, have, who'd have thought? <laughs> so, there you go. Now, first, I, I know that all three of you are just brilliant singers, um, so we're expecting the musical side of it to be absolutely amazing. Um, but, Amy, can I just ask, your cousin Hayden, does he do anything like musicals? As I've, I've seen him on um, Facebook, and he's got an amazing voice. Yeah, 
Yeah, he is. Um, he's, he has actually messaged me recently saying that he's considering... He used to do it years ago, um, theatre, um, and he's messaged me recently considering doing it. So I'll, I'll pass on that you've said that, actually, but he has got an amazing voice, yeah. Well, I saw him on Facebook singing um, Sound of Silence, the disturbed version yeah. of Sound of Silence. And I tell you what, the shivers that go up on uh, the back of your neck, um, you know, sort of watching him. And you, you say that he did that ages ago. So he, he must have been quite young, you know, w- when he started finding out about his voice. Is that right? Yeah, he's been singing his entire life, pretty much. Yeah. So what age did you three realise that, you know, you'd got this the voice you could sing you could do musical theatre um so when you know sort of roughly what age were you when when you realized what talent you got um do you want to go first um i think for me it was pre-lockdown or something like that because i know i did um singing in the rain just before i think that's when i realized you know what i can actually i'm actually pretty good at singing and I could definitely take it further. And I've noticed since then, my voice has greatly improved. So, yeah, it's just a consistent sort of improving the voice. I never think you can get tired of just trying new songs and stuff. What, what about the other, yeah, you other two? How, when did you sort of realise? Um, so, for me, um, it, it's kind of really recent that I've realised that I was able to you know do some even just some solos in a show i've always only ever done ensemble until a couple of years ago when i first joined leo's and I, I had a small role um doing a solo song and the feedback was quite nice from that and kind of boosted my confidence a little bit so then this time around i was like you know what it's been two years out of theater so we've not done anything i'm just going to go for the main role and you know actually my hopes were that if i auditioned for a main role maybe i'd get a smaller role from it not actually thinking that i would get this part so yeah it's actually yeah it's very recent that i've kind of realized that i'm kind of capable of <laughs> doing it yeah no, no. oh so, sorry carry on probably very similar to that i mean i've I, I, yeah, from a young age i never really thought that i was you know the, the guy for the for the big parts and but um it just sort of through practicing and doing more and getting better, it's made me realise that actually maybe maybe I can. Um, and that's sort of happened more recently, maybe the last four or five years. It sort of got better and better. You see, that's the good thing about local theatre is that, uh, w- you know, when you're young, when you're your age um, and y- you join something like this, um, th- there's a massive confidence booster um, with it as well. And it brings out probably... Um, talents that maybe you didn't know that you'd got and maybe sort of thought yeah i might be good at this but and then this highlights it and i mean you know me i I go and see sort of as much as i can do and with, with seeing people over and over again in different um productions and stuff you hear their voice getting better uh, o- over the years. You hear it getting stronger. And, and Matt, that is the same with you. With, with, with seeing you in so many productions that I've seen, you can tell the difference sort of from when you look back at a person's voice to maybe a, a, you know, one that you've seen last week, something like that. You do realise sort of how strong your voice gets and i imagine with you three it, it's the same you realize sort of your, your voice getting stronger and better all the time yeah, yeah definitely 
there's there's a couple of notes in uh, Wizard of Oz that I, at the very start of it, I said to Charlotte, musical director, I was like, there is no way I'm going to be able to hit that note comfortably. I'm really going to struggle. And she said, no, you absolutely will. And I, I can now. And, you know, it's it's definitely, I uh, can feel improvement as well from just practicing more than anything, just doing it all the time. There you go, you see. Now then, also in the cast, there's Adam uh, Adam Guest, who uh, he's playing the wizard. Um, and uh, Adam, along with Matt, uh, was in Parade last week. It must be difficult. Um, to, for a start, it must be difficult to actually learn a full script. Um, but then when you've got maybe a week in between two different shows, learning both scripts, I mean, how difficult... Is that, you know, can you sort of learn two lots of script and put one at the back of your mind while you concentrate on another? How difficult is it? Well, for me, I'm I'm sort of glad that the way that I usually learn lines is doing them in the rehearsals. So it definitely helps that, you know, different rehearsal spaces, you sort of have a different headspace because you're with other people who aren't in the same show. It definitely, it's definitely useful with that. Um, I think because both Parade and Wizard have had such big parts, it's been quite stressful. But even then, I've still learned the lines that I've had to, maybe a bit later than usual. But yeah, it's it's definitely been interesting. I, I bet it has. Amy and Harvey, what about yourself? How do you learn the lines? Um, I. With Wizard of Oz, because this is the first like main role I've had, so it was a bit of a shock when I was going through the script and seeing how much I had to learn. So I got on it really, really early, um, and I'd say by probably February, uh, I knew most of my lines, and I was mainly learning them in long car journeys and having whoever was with me to help me read the script through. Um, that was just my way of learning, so I was doing it whilst I was driving more than anything. Harvey, what about yourself? Yeah, for me, I, I've always found that I struggle to learn lines at home uh, and I can't sit and read a script. I, I'll just, I'll sit and I'll think, oh no, there's so much here. How do I memorize this thing? Um, so I instead, very similar to my, I'll learn it in a rehearsal room, but I learn sort of by doing it. So if I've done it twice, I will probably remember what's happening and, and sort of what the lines are and that will be that. Um, so it's much easier for me to do it that way that I, I could, they're sitting in it, it's, just, it's so much to do in, until you've done it, I think, for me. So... With, uh, with only, what, about a week away um, to go, when did those lines actually sink? When did you become off book? Does it, and does it help when you're sort of actually in the, you know, the, the space that you're supposed to be um, performing in? You know, once you've got all the props and everything, does that help with the lines at all? Yeah, massively, especially when you've got everyone else to bounce off of as well, um, because then your lines start to make sense and because you're reacting to the things around you, everything comes into place. Um, we we became we came off script about three weeks ago when we started doing um, act runs. So we did an act one run through and then an act two run through, and we were off script for them. And they were all right actually. There was only a few times where we were a little bit flaky, um, and they were scenes that we'd done a little bit more recent. So now that we're onto full runs of the show, that it's definitely getting there. Yeah. Yeah. And with as I say, with only a week to go as well, you're all word perfect. I know that. So. <laughs> Let's talk about most embarrassing moments on stage, because this is the, the question that sort of people don't really want to answer. So, Amy, what's your most embarrassing moment on stage? Most embarrassing moment? Um, I wouldn't say it was 
too. I can't really think of an embarrassing moment, but um, there was a time when I was doing Bugsy Malone years ago as a kid, um, and I was the receiving end of the boxer, um, and the punch went a little bit wrong, and I was actually oh. punched in the face <laughs> really aggressively. Um, and yeah, like someone had to catch me, and then. When they pushed me back up, I think I was in shock, so I couldn't carry on the scene because I just kept laughing and I couldn't stop. So I, I was a little bit embarrassed at that point. <laughs> wow. So Harvey, what about yourself? It, it's a tough one. There's always something in every show that you do where you think, oh, no, what, what have I done this for? Um, but for me, it's probably something in, in pantomime where it, it, you know, something goes a little bit wrong and I've there was a scene where I, somebody was meant to get a pie in the face and instead, it, it happened to be me just on one night, and I, even though I, I didn't know it was coming, and that was embarrassing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, it, it, you know, there's, there's so many things, but I, nothing that's super memorable, thankfully. There's nothing huge. Good, Matt. What about yourself? Um, I think it was in Singing in the Rain. Um, there's a line that I had, which was basically a tongue twister, um, and I got it right every single night, apart from one, and I just, I just my mouth just blurted out some random words and I just shrugged at the audience like, yeah, this hasn't gone well. Let's go move. Let's move past it. <laughs> <laughs> now then, the soundtrack. It's an iconic soundtrack to uh, the, the Wizard of Oz. Um, have, have you got favourite um, songs from the soundtrack? Do you want to go, Harvey? Um, yeah. I, I, well, I've got there's lots of favourites, but there's a lot of good music in the, in the soundtrack there, there is yeah uh, and it's it, they're all they're all good for different reasons like obviously somewhere over the rainbow is is wonderful and lovely but you've got lots of big upbeat dance numbers that are wonderful to be in and sort of do and they've got so much energy so but yeah it's all it, it's fantastic all the music's great matt what about yourself um i think for me it's gonna have to be king of the forest because I just yeah. I just get to have the most fun in that song and just do whatever I want. Basically, I've been given free reign of what I do for half the song. <laughs> I just, That's good. Yeah, then. I just love singing it. Director obviously trusts you. Oh yeah. Of course. <laughs> so, and Amy, what about yourself? I imagine you're going to say "Over the Rainbow" because that is the iconic Dorothy song, isn't it? Um, yeah, it, I wouldn't say it's my favourite. I do, I do really enjoy it, and I'm, I'm really enjoying singing it. Um, but I, I always said, my, I always love the big chorus numbers. So my favourite is going to be Jitterbug, which is not one that was in the film, so less people know it. But it's such a, an upbeat, energetic, fun song, and it's towards the end of Act Two. Um, and even though by the end of it we're all dripping with sweat and physically can't breathe, um, it's we've had so much fun doing it. So yeah, that one's my favourite. Well, it's, it, it's all going to be brilliant, um, it is. It's at May Hall, uh, it's in Long Eaton. Um, and last time I went was, it, it must have been, what, about two, three years ago uh, when they had all the uh, the seats on the floor. They've got brand new tiered seating now, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, they're lovely seats as well. Can't wait to sit in uh, in one of them when, uh, when I come along and, and see it. So uh, how are the tickets going? I imagine they're going really well. Yeah, it's, we've struggled a little bit. I think a lot of theatre groups have struggled recently with, with COVID and everything because people are uncertain. Um, but as we're getting closer to the show, we're seeing more ticket sales coming through, um, especially for the weekend. The Saturday matinee is 
sold really, really well, with it obviously being a kid-friendly show. Yeah. Um, a lot of kids want to come see it. Yeah, a lot of people now, I think, are, are waiting to book to the week before because they don't know what's happening with, with COVID and things. Of course, uh, yeah. But so now is the time where they're starting to really pick up, uh, which is great. Yeah. Brilliant. So how can people get tickets? Uh, you can go online. Uh, they're available at ticketsource.co.uk forward slash Leo's. Marvellous stuff, and make sure, uh, and especially with, with going online as well, you can pick where you're going to sit as well, which is a, all, always important. So make sure you do get those tickets online because then you know that you've got a ticket, you know you've got a seat. And I tell you what, I'd, I'd, I'd hate to be sort of turning up there and finding out that it's absolutely sold out and you're going to miss out on such a brilliant show. Uh, it's The Wizard of Oz. It's by the Long Eaton Operatic Society. So many talented people uh, are going to be on stage uh, that, uh, well, I say that night between Tuesday the 5th to Saturday the 9th of April with a Saturday matinee as well. Mayhall, Long Eaton. Don't worry about parking. There's loads of parking there. Um, so no fears about that. And, of course, it's on the bus route. So even if you want to to go and have a drink then you can get uh, get back on the bus as well uh, harvey amy and matt thank you so much for joining me this morning i i can only imagine that with you three being together it must be uh you, you must be in rehearsals at the moment uh, no we're actually sat in my living room really um, all <laughs> oh, right yeah we've got rehearsals later on um, but we've met this morning for this interview and then oh bless take you a break and then go and have rehearsals afterwards yeah Bless you. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, I'm not going to say good luck because it's not really good luck. It's going to be a break a leg. Um, so have a great run of the week. I can't wait uh, to see it all down there. So And have a good rehearsal um, this afternoon as well because I'm, I'm sure thank it's going to be brilliant. So take care. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye.